hold on to your butt. I'm quite surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Woe is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Joey Clark. Yes, I do. I have Seth Spotlow here. And I have Foo Fighters, too. Now 84. He was supposed to be here tonight, but something terrible happened to him. That sucks. He had something very valuable stolen from him. And he found it, but he said the police weren't much help. There, yeah, I hate to be like it, but it's hard for it. I hate how that is. It, it's hard, man. Like when that. something's stolen, I get the police's perspective here, but hold on, I love this part. I was riding into this today. Yeah, man. Sky's a neighborhood. I love that new one. Yeah, sometimes with uh, my iPhone, I just hit play on the music section, and it just randomly, it does random shuffle uh, with the music I have. And this came up. Oh. I was like, good roll of the <laughs> dice. Well done. What I took is I took my Pandera, Pandora station, right? Mm-hmm. And I turned it into my own because I've been using the same station for years. So it's nothing but thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs down. And then, like, over years and years and years, they have finally figured out that I only like three bands. <laughs> <laughs> now, programming, though. Tonight was supposed to be 84, but because of the theft, the damn dirty theft of his property... Steelers. He's not going to be able to come tonight. He's dealing with that. He was going to show up, and he says he has some doozy of a question to ask me, if he can remember it. But we have Mr. Spotlow here, and I think you probably have a few questions. Okay, I've got one really good one that didn't come from me. Yeah, I saw on the Book of Faces, actually. It's not (laughs) fair when we do it on social media, because I see him beforehand. Uh, So I had a chance to think about that one. uh, Well, I was thinking about... Ask, giving you what I was going to ask you and letting you think about it for a minute because you know my questions are kind of off the wall. No, I like the off the wall. That's what yeah. I like. And if anybody wants to ask me anything at all, anything at all, if it's too inappropriate, I'll 
knock you off there and dump it. But just go for it. 272-9228. 272-9228. It can be about what's going on in Europe and Trump at the NATO summit. It can be about what's going on in China. It can be about North Korea. It can be about those kids who were saved from Thailand. It can be about my personal life and like my hopes and dreams and my greatest tragedies. It can be about my favorite music or movies. Ooh. Or how I have my heart broken once. Oh. It can be about anything. Like, am I a regular guy? All right, number one, are you single? That's for all the ladies out there. Yeah. Yeah, I announced that last night. Did you oh. not listen? Well, man, I'm I... calling you out. Are you busy? <laughs> my crappy phone. You were washing your hair? Crappy phone. Okay, yeah, no. Last night I explained that I've been, you know, burying the lead here a little mm-hmm. bit. Last two years I've had a friend. Mm-hmm. And we've given each other privileges. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty much done with. Oh, what'd you I'm, do? I'm gonna, no, we didn't do anything. What'd you do? No, I think <laughs> she, I didn't do anything. I actually think the only thing I did is I encouraged her to actually go after somebody she really loves. Uh, and oh, I think it happened, so I'm happy for her. But I'm going to yeah. miss her a little bit. But yes, I'm now officially single. You did the right thing, and yeah. that, will, that, that will pay off in the long run. And, and, and who knows, she might text me. Uh, but then it's too late. Then you're going to find somebody else right. and be like, bam. Right. And so it took a bite, had it. <laughs> and uh, whoever this is on the phone, hold on. I'll come to you in just a second. Um, now, another programming note. We were going to do the marriage debate Friday. That can't happen. We'll try to make it happen next Wednesday. I'll talk to Brandon. I'll talk to fiance. We'll make this happen. So you have a question. Go ahead, sir. Okay, the question for me or the question from this? Anyone you want to Okay, the question for me is, if you were not doing this, what would you think you would be doing? Mm, I have thought about this before. I had an opportunity. I was given a nice scholarship to Southern Miss for creative writing. Oh, I can see you being a writer. Yeah, and I think I would be doing writing of some type. And I've always wanted to do something with performance. So I would have ended up in theater or stand-up or... You'd be a writer for somebody. Or a writer or something. Yeah, I read so I, stuff, I might have so. been a, a writer, and I think I do have a pretty wicked pen. You do, man. Because I, I, I read it and it catches off. me. Yeah, I can write my ass off. And then the stuff that, you t- that you're like, hey, man, read this. And I now, read it and I'm like, wow. My one critique of my writing is uh, it's sometimes a little too uh, overwrought. Like, use less words. Oh, yeah. Uh, you don't have to gild the lily, so to speak. Yeah, I've been, I've been hearing that a lot here lately. Yeah, just, you know, use less words. Shut Get to the point. Something. Well, no, and it's it applies to jokes. Mm-hmm. Like you want it to be a crisp, clean joke. And me doing that stuff down there. Oh yeah. Don't don't talk yourself into a corner. Right. Yeah. I'm doing, a vacuum cleaner. I have never done like music jockeying. I've never done that before. It's difficult, I'd imagine. It, I'm more free form, long talk form. Man, and I, I'm a blank slate, and they're totally teaching me, and I feel sorry for them because I, I mean. Well, you're being molded. You, that piece of clay over there across I'm, the desk from me, you're being molded by great hands. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting told what to do, and I'm loving every minute of it. Uh, yeah. It's no, it's, it's, it's great. It's great. So. Okay. The, the I think that I could have ended up being a writer, or I could have ended up. I mean, I could have ended up waiting tables down in New Orleans. That's what I was about to do after graduating. I was going to move down to New Orleans with my dad, wait tables or bar back somewhere, and write. Hmm. And see what happens. Who knows? I could have ended up dead in the streets. I mean, who knows? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy when you do these counterfactuals and histories. You're like, Like, hmm, what what could my life have ended up as? Uh Uh-huh. 
Um, so who knows? I, I think I could still jump into a writing profession if I really did it. I think I could do stand up. Yeah. But I'm scared of it. I think that's another reason why I should do it, because I'm scared as hell. Oh, man, you totally need to do it. I'll go do it with you. Yeah. I've done it before. People laugh. They don't yeah. laugh. It's cool. I'll work at it. Yeah, and you're right. I am. Radio has given me a thicker skin. Yeah, man. Don't worry about it. Right. You just got to know how how it's built. A joke has a, a, a build to it, you know? Right. Form. Well, before we get to the other question, mm-hmm. we have somebody on the phone. Ooh. So, 272-9228. That was Seth Sorry. hitting the microphone. That big hand. 272-9228. Who's this? You're on there. Hey, it's Mike. Hey, Mike. What's up, man? Well, my question was, why does the radio station put this show on the air in the first place? I think it's because a lot of people enjoy it for its, uh, well, it's a little different. Y'all can't find anything better to put on the air than this. What's your number one complaint? It's a boring show. I'm waiting for Laura Ingham. I guess I'll have to just turn it over and listen to NPR because I can't listen to this crap. You want to listen to NPR? Okay, go ahead. Well, it'd be better than what this is, what you're putting out. Okay, go ahead. You don't have to. I mean, haven't you called before? Haven't oh, you called yeah. before? And this is after we, we have to listen to Greg for six hours a day. Right. So you don't like Greg either? No. Okay. So what are you listening for? I flip back and forth. I'm waiting for some news show or something with some meat on it. This some is meat on it? Total waste of time. Well, if you don't like it, why do you listen? I mean, I apparently... Flip, I'm flipping channels. I'm waiting for Laura Ingram. I'll flip back to NPR because I can't listen to this. What would you like to know about the NATO summit? See, I'm ready to give him details. Yeah, man. you're on it, man. But, Mike, you can not listen, listen. Can't please them all. I man. can't please everybody. We try, though. You know, we try to cover all sorts of topics. Uh, but let's see who this is. News talk, you're on there. This is William B. Hey, William, how you doing? I'm doing good. What's up? <laughs> I, I just want to say <laughs> hi to Mike there. He's. Uh, I, I noticed he called in again. Yeah, I was. I thought I would. He was gone for good. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. He's he's a regular listener, and uh, he he he, uh, he gets the nerve to call in every now and then. Hi, Mike. I love you, buddy. Yeah, well, I'd love him too. Me too. <laughs> I think he'll come along because you know, if I especially if I had more time, I would cover the news in more detail. But we cover the news all day. Yeah. And you know, a lot of the news, ladies and gentlemen, even though it's called the news, isn't new, and it's pre ordained crap <laughs> that exactly. isn't actually informing you. It's a trick. Exactly, exactly. Hey, uh, y- your buddy there, Seth. Yes, sir. What's up, man? How you doing, man? Hey, I- I'm I'm good. Uh, I think, uh, I think you know my stepdaughter, but, uh, uh, <laughs> really? Yeah, I- off, off the air, if you don't mind. Okay. I, I don't want to put her name out there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man, good show. Uh, I just wanted to say hi to Mike, though. That was uh, yeah, that was sweet of him to call. Oh, yeah, that, that I, was nice. I think I know who you're talking yeah. about. You think you think you know? I think I know. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> connections on the radio. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. You you think you know who I'm talking about? Probably probably connections from the Book of Faces. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Indeed. Well, I'll get down there to the sandbar one of these days. <laughs> you gotta you gotta get out there. I don't believe you. Oh, I can put down some beer now. The trouble hey, is when I start drinking that, start drinking the liquor, uh, <laughs> I get I start to black out. That's not fun, and literally yeah, pass well, out. I'll, I'll remember to take the blender off the boat so I don't make margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, William. That's awesome. I mean, you know, it's uh, 
even though the boat does have like you know a dance floor on it if you want to improvise but you know oh i could yeah if you get enough beer in me i might <laughs> get out there and and do a jiggy i don't know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> jiggy <laughs> getting jiggy with it over here indeed indeed that was the only thing my brain wanted to say <laughs> <laughs> all right man like i said i just wanted to say hi to mike uh man you know uh, I, I know he's still listening he's always listening but uh you know <laughs> but uh, hey uh uh Steph, can i talk to you off here for just a second uh we're kind of in the middle of just this find me on facebook okay. Yeah, okay, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right cool, I'll, I'll, I'll catch you then. Thanks, right, William. Thank uh, you. <laughs> all right. Well, um, yeah, it is interesting. I mean, in the news today, Trump met at the NATO summit, and uh, I think he's doing the right thing. Is he? Actually, I think we should get rid of NATO, not mm. fund it more. Mm. I think it's, it is obsolete. Trump had it right on the campaign trail. Uh. But he's, I think Trump, the more he pushes the Europeans, uh, points out their hypocrisy. That they actually don't fund these things that they really want. Um, that on trade issues, they complain that Trump's raising tariffs, but they have high tariffs and barriers to free trade themselves. Because they're hypocrites, like most people in politics and who have power. And then you get people like Bob Corker, who criticized Trump for lack of leadership in the world. He's losing Americans, America's standing in the world as the leader of the free world. Actually, that's code words for, we want to have our empire and continue to pay for it and protect the Europeans, run the Middle East, put Russia back into a corner, and contain China, control North Korea, essentially control the whole world. Yeah, how are we going to afford that, little Bob Corker? So I hope Trump, you know, if the Europeans don't play ball, just gets the hell out of there. Defend yourselves. I was about to say something dirty. Uh, defend yourselves, dirtbags. Okay, let's go back to the phones. Hey, Crawdad, how you doing? You're talking about the European countries that knowingly allowed the price-fixing of the steel industry until it was unescapably out to public, and then they had to put sanctions and fines against them. Right, right. This and Krupp being one of them. Right, Missing I mean, they, it's just the... I don't like tariffs. I don't like restrictions on free trade because I believe free trade empowers individual people to better their own lives. It, that's why we have free trade between the states here in the United States. Can you imagine trade barriers between Alabama and Georgia? It would make no sense. So I think if you have that worldwide, the problem is, is nobody wants to play that game. And it's sad. And the EU, the government in Beijing... Moscow, all over the world. Africa, hopefully, will change their mind. But it's destroying their people's lives. They're ripping people off. And so that's what I would like to get to. And if Trump's pointing out the hypocrisy and how unfair it is, fine. If he thinks raising taxes in order to make things fair will actually bring jobs, I think he's wrong. But we'll see how it plays out. It might be a leverage game. On a light to note, I enjoyed your previous conversation with Mike. <laughs> yes. Yes, uh, I was listening to that conversation. It occurred to me you were practicing verbal Wing Chun there. Verbal Wing Chun. Are you referencing the jiggy? No, no, Wing Chun. I love Wing Chun. You know, Ip Man. Uh, Ip Man taught Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee came over here, incorporated Wing Chun style into his Jeet Kune Do. Oh. <laughs> and and it's like it's like doing what? What do you call that? Uh, down dog. 
Yeah. yeah. Okay, it, it's a part of that. Wing Chun is very closely related to some of the, the, the physical things. Check it out. Wing Chun. Okay. You'll like it. Wait, are you saying everybody Wing Chun tonight? Yes. Okay, I think that... <laughs> I think that's a euphemism for something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what. This is this is totally unrelated, but I can't help it. There are snowy owls that have been moving into parts of the United States heretofore unknown. Hmm. That's a reference to Zappa. Okay, I can, I'm a little light on my Zappa. I need okay. to do some heavy lifting on the Zappa. Snowy owls, snowy owls normally are, you know, way up north, but... Two, let's see, what is it? Two, three years ago, uh, they hadn't seen a snowy owl in South Florida in forever. They've been migrating down in little waves off oh. and on. People over in Forest Hills freaked out when a snowy owl flew right across the car. And the guy said, you know, that thing's wingspan was from one side of the car to the other. And a, a full-grown snowy owl can have a five-foot wingspan. So if you see a snowy owl in Montgomery, don't freak out. It's not a ghost. Okay. Send me some Zappa. You know how to reach me. <laughs> Appreciate the call, Crawdad. I love when he calls because I'm so gullible. I don't know if he's yeah. joking or not because right. I'm totally going to be looking up for a big white bird. Right. <laughs> right. Now we have a question from the Book of Faces. All right. Let's see. <clears throat> All right. So do you think lyrical trends in popular music, including rock and roll, affect generational concept of romanticism and how so? Say that again. Do you think lyrical trends in popular music... Okay, <clears throat> lyrics in popular music, uh -huh. the trends and how yeah. lyrics are changing, okay. Uh, uh, including rock and roll, generally affect concepts of romanticism. Yes. What does that mean? I'm a big proponent of, if you listen to a particular type of music, uh -huh. so you have your three bands, what is it, like Nine Inch Nails? Uh, Manson and Tool. Manson and Tool. Yeah. I think the concepts found in that music... Especially whether it comes to romanticism or whether it comes to uh, anything else in life. Whatever concepts they're touching on, mm -hmm. it really affects how you think about the actual world. So if you, I don't know those bands well enough to really analyze you, mm -hmm. but I think if you really looked inward and you figured out, oh, what are the songs I listen to all the time that I really love that speak to me? Mm -hmm. It's not that, oh, this happened in my life, so I like the song. I think it's actually the other way around. I think you've heard the song so much, it affects how you actually live your life. Oh. And I think, and I can't do a detailed, you know, thing like I think she wanted me to say because it was like, okay, pick the song, pick the trends. Uh, but I do think the music people listen to affect how they live their lives. Hmm. So when, say, Tipper Gore got her uh, panties in a wad and her husband got her boxers in a butt bundle, Al Gore, and they did that thing, oh, pulling Zappa up in front of Congress, pulling Dee Snyder, a twisted sister, up in front of Congress. When Tipper freaked out when her daughter, her darling Nikki, knew a girl named Nikki, I guess you could say she was a sex fiend, they have a point in that, oh, if we allow our children to listen to this music, it will change them, and it will affect how they grow up and see the world, and it'll be a way that we don't want them to be like. They have a point. We do have freedom of speech. And freedom is a beautiful, dangerous, risky thing that allows for change. Mm -hmm. Is it always a good change? Do people always use their freedom responsibly? No. But it's better 
than not having that freedom. Exactly. Because then Tipper Gore gets to tell me how I live and what music I want to listen to. And you know what, Tipper? I don't want to live with a stick up my ass. Thank you. Excuse me. Thank you very much. (laughs) So I think even like the people who want to censor things, who want to stop what people listen to, uh, they're buying into this theory that the movies we watch, the TV we watch, the culture. And the left has done a brilliant job of winning the culture war because they took over the commanding heights of universities. And not the, like, uber left like a Jason Fifi. But, like, it's not. I'm not even talking about um, some folks who fancy themselves Marxists. It's more some Marxist theory combined with more of uh, using the system we have. So they command entertainment for the most part. They command the media for the most part. 90% Democrat, I think the media is, last survey. Oh, yeah. Um, they, they command a lot of popular culture. And I'm sure you've seen it in the com- uh, comedy scene. Oh, yeah. Well, there's definitely. more freedom of speech in, in comedy. I'll give them to that. To a point. It's starting to die. And so I, I really love, though, that because of the Internet, that's breaking down. And that's probably why things are becoming more polarized. So I think lyrical trends in music, including rock and roll, influence romanticism? Yeah, probably. I think the way Frank Sinatra sang about love probably affected our grandparents. Oh, yeah. Differently than, say, their parents and their grandparents growing up in the 1800s. a very different concept of love. This sort of, look, be a lady tonight. I think it's a little different. Things get deeper as they get longer. You know what I'm saying? As it goes in, things change. Like the music right. would be, what would considered, what would be considered terrible now, you know what I'm saying, would not be considered terrible in the future. True. You know, but what will be considered terrible in the future is going to be, oh. Yeah. And we know we don't know. History will be the judge. Well, no history won't. Somebody later living will be the judge. We're not going to know what it is, but People we know it's going to be there and yeah. it's going to happen. All right. Well, let's go back to the phones. We have calls for Ooh. some reason. 272-9228. Hey, who's this? You're on there. It's the Master Thespian. Oh, hello, hello, sir. Hello. Y'all having a great discussion. Oh, thank um, you. The whole idea about the, the music we listen to, um, it's funny because we are all a sum total of everything that we consume, not just the music, but the right. television shows, the, the movies we watch. Um, everything that happens to us becomes a part of us, uh, whether we like it or not. You know? but, but, uh, you know, this, that's an interesting thing to look about, about how how do those lyrics affect people. And uh, I would agree with you. I think it's more get an emotional vibe off of something, and that's what you latch on to. Hmm. That it's not so much, I don't know, it's not so much the words, but it's just that emotion that you feel when you hear that combination of words and music together. That you go, yeah, that's, that's my song. That's the thing I identify with. So, I like that. You know, because so, when you hear the song, when you hear the song, like 20 years later, you still get that. Remember little, that memory? Oh, uh-huh. yeah. And that oh, yeah. smell. Oh, I love the smells. Oh, the, sm- like smell the smell does take you back. I like the yeah, smells. smell does take you back. But uh, I wanted to be a counterpoint to our friend Mike, who mm. was so uh, nicely telling you all that he didn't like the show. I love this show because Oof. I never know what's going to happen. <laughs> I never you. know what's it's great because every time I tune in, I'm like, okay, who's going to be there? What are they going to talk about? And it's so cool. I, That's why I do so, it. I don't know I, half the time. It, and I yeah. want to surprise myself. 
And sometimes yeah. we do do uh, do 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean by surprising myself. <laughs> Boom. Sometimes right we discuss very heavy things. Sometimes it is news specific. Sometimes the news day sucks though. Like, Absolutely. And and it go away. And there say. are heavy top. Like I am keeping my finger on the pulse of what's going on. I'm hoping out of this Helsinki summit with Putin and Trump that there's actually an agreement that ends this war in Syria because Russia has backed themselves into a corner in Syria. Putin just met with uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu of Israel earlier today. That's a key sign that something might be done on Syria. Hopefully that's the case, but I don't want to talk about that every night. When it's a big news item, we'll talk about it. Well, this show is kind of like a, a round table of friends. Yeah. You know, you just get together and you talk about what's on your mind. And sometimes you just need to do that. You need to, to, to run things around in your head and bounce them off of other people. Exactly. And, you know, that's, that's what makes life good. Well, and that's yeah, actually how most people, and thank you for saying that, Master Thespian. I think especially in the media these days, I mean, you see sometimes, especially on these weekend shows, six people trying to talk over themselves in a five-minute segment. It's yep. terrible. It is all, terrible. And it and, not, and go ahead. I was going to say, they're trying to pound information in with a ball-peen hammer. Right. And everybody's got a different hammer, and they're all pounding at the same time. Well, and, and when you have that amount of time, and you have that format... You don't have room to go, hmm, I don't know. What do you think? Hmm, let me just talk out loud on something I'm not certain about. You have to approach it like, I know the truth, damn it, and you're wrong. (laughs) And it's just, that's not how life works. It's more complicated than that. And that gets old after a while. You don't want to listen to people screaming at each other. But then sometimes it is entertaining. I have to get on. It is entertaining. Oh, yeah. I must admit, I was laughing during Mike's phone call. I was laughing yeah. at him, not with him. But uh, you know, I'm fascinated by him, to be honest. Well, why, I, I'm with you. Why does he keep listening? If he doesn't like it, well, and it reminds me of like the <laughs> drunk that shows up to a comedy show and continues to like heckle. It's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I came for the yeah. show. Oh, all man. right. Well, I'm gonna. I'm going to go away now and let you all continue to talk about all sorts of things. So, okay. thank you. Cool. Thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate Bye-bye. it, Master Thanks, Yeah, it's, um, you know, what's a classic heckle? When does the comedy start? No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I can't even name all the terrible Have you ever been heckled? Oh, a lot. I I did it for four years, and the first year, nobody laughed. Actually, there was um, the show I went to. Yeah. That I saw you for the first time. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I can't remember his name. Uh, he was the big. He was the guy who was touring around the country. He had the guitar. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. H. Wasn't H. Rosen. H. Rosen, and mm-hmm. it wasn't his best night, but it wasn't his fault in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Because there was some chick who wasn't heckling, but she was drunk. She was loud as hell talking to her friend. It's a small room y'all were in. And, and it wasn't just like the talking that was loud. It was like her moving her drink around and for some reason jingling her keys. Just not, and, pay, not paying attention. In a comedy show, you got to listen because right. it's a joke. It's a story. They're telling you a story. There's going to be little funny things. And then at the end of the big story, they're going to come back to all the other stuff. And if you didn't pay attention, it's not funny. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and that's sad. Yeah, just if they're going to do comedy at a bar. You have to do comedy first. 
right before they get hammered. <laughs> See, but then people are trying to do their best. Not, I don't know if Montgomery could support a true comedy club. Yeah. I wish we could. Maybe we can. If somebody has the money and wants to take the risk, go for it. I would love an actual comedy yeah, club here in Montgomery. Uh, but it's a tough thing. And it is also, I'm worrying that we're, we might be reaching peak comedy. With all the Netflix stuff going on and people getting all these specials, younger and younger. I worry it's like that craze where everybody was getting wanted the next Seinfeld to get the sitcom and get oh. signed. And I, part of me thinks maybe comedy comes around when things get too crazy and too polarizing when it comes to politics and other issues. Hmm. When there are worries about political correctness, comedy will always be there to go, hey, we can say whatever the F we want. Mm-hmm. But now it's getting to the point where you can't. Oh, but you can. Well, you, you think... You can. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> you can say what... Doug Stanhope, do you think he, he censors himself? No, he says... No, yeah. he says whatever He's he great. wants. <laughs> There's all sorts of comics out there who say whatever they want. And they're not always correct. And the joke isn't funny sometimes. And that's the dangerous thing, in my opinion. I know talking about comedy isn't funny. But in my opinion, if you're going to do a very dark joke... Like any subject, it better be funny. Oh, yeah. Because if it isn't funny... Then you're a creeper. Then you just made a weird comment about, like, murder or rape. Like, don't... There are comedians who can do it, but you got to be good. Oh, yeah, I'm full of them. I'm full of... you got to be good. (laughs) I'm full of twisted jokes. Well, I love uh, Jimmy Carr. He's a British comedian. He's the type of comic that people, and he said this, that people come to him and go, I did this joke about a baby uh, getting murdered, but I couldn't possibly ever tell it. Well, you want to tell it, Jimmy? <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, babies. And like, no, tell it yourself. But he, he has this approach and this delivery where he can say outrageous things, and it's funny. I got one for you. Yeah. Okay, so you've you you see you've been seeing my shirts with no sleeves on them. Yeah. Because we're in Alabama, and it's summertime, so I cut right. my sleeves off. Right. And I just find some black shirts I got, because most of my little wardrobe's black, and right. the ones that aren't super cool shirts that I can afford to lose, yeah. I'll chop sleeves off. One of them just happened to be a Disney shirt. Which, it's what character? Disney. It's a Disney on it, Florida, and then, it, like, above the letters Disney, it had Goofy and Minnie and Donald. And, oh, so know. it's like you visited the theme park. Yeah, it's like I went to the theme park, you know, and I've been wearing it to work. And, Wait, did uh, you actually visit the theme park? No, I didn't. You uh, just bought a Disney shirt? No, somebody gave me a shirt. Oh, okay. and I Anyway, so you wear the shirt to work, the, the sleeves are already cut off. And they're like, oh, you got a Disney shirt? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's where I got my kid from. They're everywhere. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. That's, that's just a silly throwaway dad joke. That's a good one. That's fair. That's fair. Do it wrong, and it turns out you you end up being a oh, you, you kid stole. stealer. Yeah, you're a kidnapper. Yeah, kid stealer. I didn't know you were a human <laughs> trafficker. Who have I brought on air? Oh, good Lord. Well, it's been a good show thus far. I'm sad, though, that 84... That's a bummer, man. Yeah. I hope everything works out. We'll get the story later this oh, week, yeah. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. We'll no have doubt. to invite him back Friday since the marriage debate's fallen yeah. through the floor. 
and see if we can get the whole story. Maybe get that doozy of a question for him. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to ask me a question, you want to comment on anything, give me a call, 272-9228. What's on your mind today? Something in the news bothering you? Relationship troubles? Do we suck? Tell us. Yeah. We're happy with anything cool. and everything. <laughs> Everybody sucks a little. You're listening to Seth Spotlow and myself, Joey Clark. This is Joey Clark Radio Hour. Play it. back to the show. One of my favorite Lenny Kravitz songs. It's such a change up from his heavier stuff. His rock and roll's great too. So it's very bluesy. It's not as heavy as other 90s stuff like your favorite stuff. But then this is... I love it. I love that his mama was in Jefferson for good times. Yeah, and then his daughter's acting. Really? Zoe Kravitz. She's fine. Really? Yeah, she deserves not just fine. What's she in? Uh, she was in the X Men First Class movie. She was really? a chick with the uh, wings, but she was she's been in several things. Hmm. I remember. I think she was in Californication one season. That show on Showtime. Hmm. Yeah, very uh, beautiful girl. I think a, a good actress. Cool. And Lenny's just genius. I love his music. And uh, I'm about to go to Tom on the phone. You want to call in? Talk to Seth and I. Two seven two nine two two eight. Anything goes. Even complaints. Happy to field any sort of questions or comments. But I found a quote Hmm. from Goethe. Johann Wolfgang von Goethe, if that's how you say it. And it was shared by my good friend Dan Sanchez, or as uh, some of my friends want to call him, Dan Chaz. And the quote from Goethe is, quote, Plunge boldly into the thick of life and seize it where you will. It is always interesting. And I say, ha, 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 ha. Goethe, I always plunge boldly into the thick. Well, on that note, let's <laughs> let's go to the phones and talk to Tom. Hey, Tom, how are you? Hey, man, how you doing, guys? I'm actually in a great mood right now. I'm a little tired, <laughs> a little delirious, but I'll be good. Have you plunged boldly lately, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, first of all, uh, I want to say hi to Mike, the whole buddy there, you know. Uh, friendly and helpful, you know. But um, so I was talking about uh, you know, the fact that Trump is trying to get uh, like China and other government, other other countries to pay up, whereas you know we're paying everybody all this money to help them out, help them out, help that out, but nobody's helping us out. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think it's because there was, after the Second World War, the and I mean, there was the Cold War, but then after that falls in the late 80s, early 90s, the U.S. is the sole superpower. 
And there were even people in the U.S., past presidents, other thought leaders, whatever, who said, we are, they use all these euphemisms. I like to use the word empire because it makes some people mad. Uh, but they use words like unipolar power or sole superpower or the leader of the world. It's like, what do you mean by all that stuff? It means that we're dominant economically. We were dominant militarily, still are by far. And people in the U.S. running the country thought this is great. They don't have to give us anything in return because we're dominating them. So let's continue to dominate them and sort of give them a few gifts so they behave. That hasn't always worked out. And I think Trump is right to be upsetting that. Now, I don't always, I don't think protectionism actually works but it's not just donald trump's fault he's got a point when he says to the europeans stop taxing our cars so much so i i see his point um but and the idea should be no tariffs at all and i love that in the g7 meeting trump actually brought that up with the g7 leaders we should at least consider no tariffs like genius that way we can let people who are intrepid entrepreneurs provide. And if Germany's better at making cars than people in the U.S., the U.S. will probably be better at other things. That's how it'll work. But having the government come in and pick winners and losers is never a good solution, because then you'll get a lot of losers who go, I want to be a winner. And a lot of winners who stop winning because they're really good at providing a product or service, but because the government is propping them up. And it just gets all out of whack. It's, it's messed up. But I like that Trump's sort of this chaotic good. He's making everybody in the world wake up and recognize that the world's changing. Yeah. Like I said, you know, I'm glad that they got an outsider, as they say, you know, as opposed to the politicians. The politicians, you know, they've been just doing the same thing over and over and over, just spitting out the same rhetoric over and over and over. You know, you need somebody out there who's not, you know, a politician who's not going to be thinking the same way and, who, you know, like yeah. a businessman, you know. Yeah, I, I know that. Go ahead. Right? Go ahead. I was going to say, uh, I know that um, Kurt Cobain, you know, back in 95, he was saying that, you know, we need a businessman to run this place like Donald Trump. You know, you know what I'm saying? It was kind of weird saying it like that, but, you know, that's what we need. And here we are, you know, years later, there it is. Yeah, you know? but, but and, I, and you know, Seth, how I mentioned Jimmy Carr earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to steal a line from him. So I'm giving Jimmy credit. Oh, yeah. yeah, but, you gotcha. know, Kurt Cobain... He said that about Trump, but he was always shooting his mouth off. <laughs> <laughs> and his arms. <laughs> oh, uh, drug jokes. Yeah. Suicide, funny. <laughs> well, Tom, I appreciate the call, man. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks, appreciate man. That was awesome. Way yeah. to go. I like where that went. Yeah, me too. Like, And I, I am happy to talk about politics. I just sometimes get worn thin with the back, the usual back and day. forth. Well, I deal with it all day, but it's been all day for five, six years. <laughs> so I have seen, I don't think it's just Trump derangement syndrome. I think it's presidential derangement syndrome. I think it is Political often, syndrome. if you want to know why a lot of people on the left are acting the way they are, it's because the people they really identify with, the Democratic Party, and a lot of people on the left don't necessarily identify with the current Democratic Party. I think the reason Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi are saying not, well, they didn't say technically abolish ICE, but some people in the Democratic Party are. It's because they're worried in these next midterms that there will be essentially a uber-progressive coup where Bernie and his acolytes will take over the Democratic Party and take out people like Schumer and Pelosi. 
And so they're trying to defend against their base, doing what the Tea Party did to some extent and what Trump definitely did to the Republican Party. So it's complicated in that regard. Um, I like talking shop about politics in the sense that how it actually works. But when it gets to the bumper sticker logic, like these campaign ads going out, I see why they run them, because the ads work. But the bumper sticker logic at a certain point, I want to talk, like, say, Twinkle Cavanaugh wins and becomes lieutenant governor. Or maybe it's Will Ainsworth. In my mind, like, it's a toss-up. I don't really care between those two. I think they're both competent. But I would love to sit them both down after everything's said and done and be like, did you really mean the things you said? <laughs> Can't we just have a beer or drink some coffee? Can we just get along. Why don't man? you just come out on this show and uh, have a good time? Actually, Crawdad messaged me. He said, my show's like Cheers. Ah. He said, my show reminds him of the show Cheers. After I leave here and I'll go home, man, I run into people that listen and they love it. Yeah. They freaking love well, it. No, but it don't blow smoke up my ass. Well, no, my the fellas, my, you know my friends are kind of tools. But <laughs> <laughs> and no. you can say that with love, can't you? Uh, no, they're they're a lot better than I am. Yeah. But they, they love it, man. They say it's just like hanging out with the fellas. Yeah. Because that's what it is, man. I think we need more of that. Yeah, in this world, because we, I mean, we can ha hang out any time. Because people don't; they hang out and social media, which doesn't count. Right. All it does is give you carpal tunnel in your thumbs. Well, and sometimes I—I I mean, my phone's right here in front of me right now, but I will flip it over because for that first segment, the first thirty-something minutes, it was flipped over. I didn't look at it. And you know what's amazing? I don't do that often enough. Yeah, man, it's good. And it gives me all sorts of anxiety. And it's terrible because if you get off of Facebook, if you just say, okay, I'm not going to do it for a week. Man. You know what? The first three days are terrible. Yeah, you get it's addicted. It's a drug, man. Yeah. It's a drug. You get addicted. And then you lose, you don't know how to talk to people. It's freaking miserable. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, what do I do? I'll call you, won't I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you will. You will. I have to be honest with you. I, I might as well just have it out on air. Like, I was working early, and you text me, and you say, hey, man, how's it going? Just in a text or something like that. How's your day going? And my first reaction to it in my head was, ah, <laughs> go away. It's like, I'm not, no, I'm early. I'm up early. But then, you know, I did respond later. I was like, I'm doing fine. But I was just like, no, stop. Sorry, man. I'm up early. Everybody well, else got to get up early, I too. Know. If my I kid's know. up at six, so is the rest of the world. Yeah. No, and I'm planning on getting early, getting up early tomorrow, doing a workout, going by the cryo chamber to see cool. the ever so awesome and lovely Lori. It's going to be fun. Yeah. It's a good gig. Man, one of these days I'm going to do that. One of these days. Yeah. You should try it. Yeah, one of these days I will. Yeah, you should try it. Because I'm hot all the time. Try it out. Yeah. No sleeves, sleeves. Doesn't matter. Disney yeah. shirt. I mean, anything. I'm butt naked. I don't care. Uh, I don't, don't do it naked. Oh, I got boxers. Don't, yeah, wear your boxers. Yeah. I know if some people said, I went in there naked. Don't. No, it's already small enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it actually, <laughs> you know, the cryo actually helps with blood flow. Yeah. Oh. Cardiovascular oh. system in general. Oh. And where it counts. <laughs> Let's go back to the phones. 272-9228. Three people on. Sweet. Oh, oh, no. But this is what happens when I have a call screener. News talk. Who's this? You're on there. Hey, brother, brother. Hey, brother, brother. <laughs> This is Mike. What's up, I man? knew who it hey, was Mike. immediately, brother, brother. <laughs> How you hey, doing? I got a question for you. I'm doing good. I'm doing great, man. What's where up? Do you see your, where do you see yourself in 10 years? In 10 years? I've already answered this. I hopefully will, in 10 years, have 
the sexiest wife that creates envy in the eyes of many. That won't be the main reason for marrying her, but it'll be a little bit of the reason. It'll. It's like, I'm going to try to get people, to, some people to break a commandment, all right? Covet, don't covet thy neighbor's wife. That's the type of wife I'm going for. Uh, but it's also brilliant and hopefully have a kid by that point, personally. That's just the personal level. Professionally, I hope to have my own show for maybe three, four hours, wherever it is. But I hopefully will also have written something. I want to meet people that I'm fascinated by. I would love to meet people, say, in the wrestling biz, who probably I can reach out to, like a Dolph Ziegler. I know some people think he's a douche, but I think he's doing that on purpose. It, that's that's yeah. the whole shtick. Yeah, that's... he's a comedian on the side too. So oh, you need to message him, dude. See if you can get him in a call. I could see, but I I could do that. But I want to meet these people in person. I want I don't want the first impression to be a telephone call necessarily. Mm, see, that's it, where it gets hard. But it's easy to meet somebody messenger. With messenger, I can message somebody. Be like, hey, you want to come on? But it'd be great to actually meet people in person. Yeah, I so agree completely. That's professionally where I see myself. Uh, I don't know, personally, professionally, that's about it. Uh, I would hope to be a little richer, a little wiser. Yeah, a little Hopefully Richard. not too many have. Uh, yeah, I'm going to turn into a little Richard <laughs> with the hair and everything. Yeah. Be a little more flamboyant, you know. Well, man, I love the show. I just wanted to let you know, and I uh, wanted to squeeze my question in there. Well, I appreciate you squeezing it in, brother, brother. <laughs> All right, brother, brother. Take care. <laughs> oh, and I should have said this. I should probably feel what it's like to take a bump, man up, take a bump, get slapped in the chest in a wrestling ring. Oh, cool. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. I've been watching this stuff enough to where I have a little bit of that itch. Oh, yeah. I, it's probably going to hurt like hell. Man. But, you know. I used to do backyard wrestling back in high school. Yeah? And when I went to Lee. I used to do moves on my brother. Oh, like the man. diamond cutter. I right was on uh, super crazy Seth. <laughs> Super crazy set. Let's see if there's somebody actually here. No? Mm-hmm. Yeah. People call in. They're not patient. But we don't have much time anyway. We've got about oh, three minutes exactly. I got my fingers crossed for those three hours, Holmes. That was yeah. awesome. Well, I mean, and we don't have to push too much. I, no, no. And I'm happy with what I'm doing. Oh, yeah. Don't. Yeah. I want to do more. I would Just, love to do more. An hour's great. I, I want to entertain. I want to help inform people. I want to hear personal stories and learn and entertain myself. Seriously, yeah. half what I do is just surprising myself and trying to enjoy life. Huh. Because people are losing that. If if you're looking for somebody who's just plainly going to talk about the news, that's not what I'm going to do. I can't do that. I can try, but I would be miserable yeah, that, doing that. You got to be happy. Yeah. Got to be happy, and I think it, it rubs off. You learn things about people. Who's this? News talk here on the air. Hey, it's Jay. Hey, Jay, what's up, man? We only got two yeah. minutes, but quickly. I was just trying to figure out: is this Seth, like that spotless Seth? Yeah. Hey, this is Jay from Dooley Fame Days, man. Hey, man. oh what? Hey, man, how you been doing? Uh, it's been a long roller coaster of be becoming more and more of a professional person <laughs> and an adult. I, I guess me too. I'm here. Middle age has been unkind and kind at the same time. It's like a sour patch kid. But real quick, Jay, um, you said me too. In this political climate, say I as well. I do. I, I as well. I as well. You, you can't co-opt the me too term. Oh. It's inappropriate. See, I'm lear learning something new every day. Uh, right. Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> I as well. <laughs>
you win this round because I'm so sick of the Me Too thing. Yeah. Well, there's the silly and there's the serious. Yeah. We'll see what happens with Weinstein in court. Good <laughs> Lord. That should be fun to Gotta watch. Bury him other, under the jail. Yeah. Hey, man, it's nice to hear from you. Keep on nice listening. Nice to hear you, too, dude. I'm glad that Joey gets this extra hour. It's a nice ride home for me sometimes. Man, I'm, nice. we really enjoy you listening. and Keep on hanging in there, man. You'll hear more of us. I'll do it. You guys have a good one. Yeah, you, you too, too, man. You too. See, and I've created some reunions, some connections. We've become good friends over these yeah, few months. Man. And it's our whole friendship is on air. Yeah. Well, and I'm getting close to September the 11th, 2017. No, not 2001. We all know what that day mm. was. And it was a sad day. I remember it vividly. Yeah. But September 11th, 2017, that was the first episode of this show. Oh. So we're coming up on a year. Cool. And month or two. Oh, and you let me on in December. Yeah. And that's when Peyton ran away. Actually, <laughs> two months away. Two months away. That's so, awesome, man. I feel like I've changed some. Yeah. Now I plan to continue to develop. Woo! Gotta grow, man. This life. Well, th thank you for joining me tonight. Thank you, man. We'll get 84 back on tomorrow night. Yeah. Baron Coleman. <laughs> <laughs>